We must do what we can do. Patrick Rossfuss. My name is Thandor, and I enjoy walking in the woods. I'm Fezzik, and I love wandering the world. And then if we find orcs, great, we'll get time. Yeah. Well, I am Corin, a gnome with anger issues who spontaneously bursts into other animal forms uh, when things annoy him. I play Stanton Hopperfield, who at this point is the Lightfoot Halfling Ranger. Time to go back to Wayslaw with me, Dungeon Master Dave, Seth, Chris, George, and Rachel as we explore Leaders and Legacies, a real play 5e audio podcast we hope that 2022 is being nice to you and if it's not being nice to you at least hope it's letting you get proper amounts of self-care and sleep so now sit back relax and enjoy another episode of leaders and legacies made it all the way back to the surface. You've been watching various kobolds move back down to their home. The elf dragon that is incognito has asked you all to not rat him out as uh, Valinox the dragon. Just, you know, ask you to refer to him as just Val. Phil, um, who has been up there, you know, not much happened up top uh, on that side. And uh, I don't know if you remember um, our good friend Nandu the Great has been helping you prepare as you pack to head out. They're going to give you guys a little bit of food, not Haberfield standard food, more like Cobalt Fair, lots of really rock-hard biscuits, and uh, wish to thank you for you know, taking care of their people down below. And we're really accepting more out of courtesy than, than the need to eat. They're very sad that uh, Meloc and Vindoa were lost to the Devourer. But Kronk has been kind of shying away since he, you know, the last you saw him, he was running through the underground city of Petrohold, screaming, we're all going to die as he headed back to the surface. So he's, you know, a little bit ashamed of his his uh, cowardice and uh, not looking you all in the eyes the same way he did before when you were terrorizing him with... Uh, possible death. How would you like to proceed with uh, moving on? Val is packing up uh, a light bag <laughs> and waiting for you, know, you guys to decide how you want to proceed. Alright. One of the things that we left off with at the end was Corn had found the map and we were looking at the map to try and determine the path of Jordan. We indicated that uh, there was a temple to the north and it was one to the east, and one to the east is one we already identified. So we we're talking about going to into the Orc homeland, which is up in the north, for what we thought was the next temple on the road, on the path of Jord. Did I get that right? I don't think backtracking at this point in time will help us as much. I don't know that going back to Betula's tomb is going to get us anywhere, I guess. Um, I would say we should try and get ahead of him and cut him off up towards the orc territory. And then quite promptly, I duck my cobalt form away and out of reach of Fezzik. Um, I, I, for, I, I forgot, that's right. You had you had uh, learned how to, to uh, change yourself into a cobalt. All six points of it. Um, 
I thought we had made the decision to go north, but I'm willing to do either one because at this point, it gets, it helps us fill the map in, helps us fill the path of path of Jordan in, which is what we need to do. Okay, so are you going to travel on foot? I know, yeah, Valinox is definitely not going to go into dragon form anytime soon for you, as as he would like to keep a low profile. We need to. We need to do something with the giant. We just can't leave him sitting there by himself. I, I, I'll go. I'll go take care of Phil. N- Nandu kind of looks at you while you're saying that, and he's like, "You're taking him with you, aren't you?" Oh, Phil goes with us at this point. He won't fit down the hole. He's my seeing eye giant. I need him. Ah, oh, very good. Is this a point where we point out that now you've seen Phil as a giant, you can change into a giant, or have you already figured that out? So no, I can't. I can. I can. Te- I think I can technically only take animal form. Um, I, I can do any beast, but the dragon was just—I had to try. <laughs> All right. Okay. Fezzik, Nandu looks at you and says, yeah, are, are, are they all right? Are you all right? Your friends, they're very weird. Well, you know, they're all right. They're good people, all right. Yeah, well, yes, you helped us. That, you know, uh, well, that could prove you're weird, too. <laughs> Not many people help us. Except for Valinox. Then I guess weird is good, isn't it? Agreed. Uh, but, uh, you, you won't be coming back with Giant uh, anytime soon. We don't need to try to make bigger hole in cave. No, I'm pretty sure Phil will just end up finding his way home when this is all over. Can I ask you a weird question? <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure. Um, how do you find Elf in Cobalt Cave? Um, we turned around and there he was. He was in the cave without... Uh, Coming past me in the chamber of Nandu? There was a lot going on if you think about it. Somehow we found him, he found us. We'll take care of him though. Oh, good. Yeah. It just seems uh, weird that uh, uh, he didn't kill anybody, did he? No, not that I'm aware of. Oh, good. Yeah. He, he wasn't with the bad guys? No, he's a good elf. He's our problem now, not yours. Yes, yes, your problem. I'm lost. I'm lost. What elf is he talking about? That one. And he points over to to Val. The uh, dragon transformed into an elf. Oh, you've met that. You've met that elf before. You just don't remember. Oh, of course. Um, I've got Nanduija. Forgetfulness of Nandu. This is not the elf you're looking for. Andesia, there we go. Ah, um, well, nice to meet you again, sir, elf. And Nandu waits for Val. Val kind of nods silently, um, almost as if he doesn't want to speak in Nandu's presence. And you're sure that uh, Val- Valinox said it was safe to go back down to village? Valinox gave us our reassurance. It is safe for you to go back to your village. Excellent. Uh, and Cherok will, will substantiate the same claim? He's there making it ready for you as we speak. Oh, that uh, Cherok is, is very helpful. Um, very talkative dude, though. Did you not find that he would talk your ear off? In a delightful way. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, his mother and I, uh, 
yeah, raised him to be be a conversationalist. You should be very proud of him. Um, his mother is. Okay. We should probably get going. Yeah, as we start gathering together, uh, we're, do we leave the various horses and stuff that we use to carry the gear with Phil or? Oh, yes, they're right there. We have fed and watered them. Okay, thank you. We appreciate that. And that way then, we're not walking there on foot. We're, we're hoofing it. All right. Although rumor is that Thandor does not like to ride horses. At least so the tale is told. But we respect Thandor nonetheless. But he will ride a giant. I'm sure Phil can help him with that. Okay. Yes, Phil is the one who told us all this. Phil too could be talking of it his own way. Yes, yes. It helps when you know giant and grandor. Yeah, he is our giant language expert from the College of Cobalt Science. Thank you, Grandall, for making me feel comfortable while we took care of things. I, I will pass along. So while they're saying all of this, Corrin's going to go ahead and shift into a horse form. Pretty horse friend. Thandor, will you, will you ride horse friend? I do not enjoy riding horses. I have, we have other ways to get where I need to go. Got to get situated. All right. All right. Well, good luck to you all. And, uh, 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 yeah, I want to say bon voyage, but I'm pretty sure that's a sea thing. May the road bring you ever where you want to go and never back here with danger. May you be safe and the gods watch over you. Take care. Uh, I will go hide in cave. And with that, you can kind of see that his guards kind of retreat down in after him. And uh, all the hidey holes you know, are empty because they've gone back underneath. And you're kind of left alone. Yeah, the cave entrance is there, and you can see the trail kind of leads north. All right. Um, yeah, away from the gateway of the gods, which is where you met all of your cobalt friends originally. We go north. So you kind of continue in this rock canyon for probably a couple miles, and then, you know, it starts to head up the trail, you know, leading up into rocky hills that then turn into mountains. And, uh, you, you know, you have a choice. You can continue north on the trail and Marcus indicates that that's the way he would recommend going or you could turn a little bit northeast um, the path looks a little bit easier and more passable that way but Marcus says that's less direct is anybody struggling at this point I guess everybody roll athletics see how how you're doing with these uh you know they are very narrow trails especially now that you're up uh, up on the hills and mountainsides unnatural 19 and I have a regular 19 well so I think we're holding our own. Everybody seems to be doing okay. Now, I have a question for you. Okay. What When you're back in the cave, what do you eat? Well, I don't spend much time in the cavern, as it were. I live by the seacoast through that portal we all traveled through. Um, I eat a lot of fish um, from the from the sea. Um, but uh, Oh, the stories I always heard as a kid was dragons ate horses, and I just didn't want you to think that you could eat our friend over there. Well, many of my friends and relatives do consider them to be a fine delicacy, but uh, having lived by the seashore, I'm actually a huge fan of krill. Piscatarian. Very much so. Same to you. And um, yeah, yeah, George, actually roll, roll perception too, to see if uh, you, you get any deeper meaning out of what uh, Val is saying. Uh, 27? 27, you you know that to be a dragon of his size, he has to either eat a lot of those or, you know, some, some bigger things. You would not put it past him to get very, very hungry at some point. I'm going to take a couple, like, trotting steps away from Val 
instead of horse, uh, settle for uh, one of those, uh, I, I believe I've heard you whispering about them. There, there may be a few left of those cinnamon mini buns. Why, yes, there are. And I, while we're, while we're moving along there, I, t- I open up the, the Dutch oven on the side where they are still warm and fresh. And I, pre- I basically present the Dutch oven to him for him to take as he, for him to take as he wishes. You made these fresh, or you've been carrying them in some sort of, you know, oven satchel? They are, they are no more than one day old. Excellent, excellent. Uh, yeah, just, uh, I'm, I'm worried about pocket pastries. No, 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 no. We do not need to suffer. I could go off and do a little hunting on my own, but uh, pastries seem fine. Uh, this is yeah, very delicious. I'll have to... Uh, uh, either get the recipe or find out uh, how to visit you after all of this is over. We can do. We can do both. You know that. Ooh. Now I have a question for you. Well, sure, Thandor. How how can I help? When you're an elf form, do you eat as much as an elf, or do you eat as much as a dragon? Well, fortunately for both of us, only as much as an elf. That's good to know. Thank you. Thandor writes that down in his notebook. Thandor, I assume you're also taking, in addition to notes, drawing maps of where you're going. Yes, he is. Excellent. Marcus says, we need to find a place to uh, hold up for the night. My village is about a week away. So, yes, we should probably find somewhere to, to camp. And, you know, so far, you know, the trail is kind of narrow. If you fell, you would probably need to get rope and pull somebody up, but they wouldn't. It's not a cliff. <laughs> it's, you know, just very, very steep. Oh, we're walking like that. Okay, interesting. Yeah, you're, you're kind of on some switchback trails that move up the side of the mountain before crossing over to the next. I'd like to make a survival roll, see if I can find a place for us to camp out for the night then. Okay, that's perfect, because that's about what I was about to ask. Uh, based on a terrain I'm coming up with, I'm getting a 13. 13? Okay, so you're, you're finding places that look adequate, but nothing that excites you as a place to sleep. Maybe someone else can help me find something. So I rolled a natural 20 for 26. Okay, awesome. What do you find? Because, you know, you, you're a fairly skilled outdoorsman. What what attracted you to this particular spot that looks perfect for um, camping out? So as I looked out, you know, you know, we're walking the trail and we kind of came to a little bit of a clearing where I could see out past us. And I noticed that down below us a little bit, there were some le- more level trees tree tops, you know, so they're all growing at the same rate and they seem to level out a little bit versus just go down. So I crept on down through there and I was like, well, this is not so bad. And there are trees, of course, but it's more a level. So people aren't going to go rolling around all over the place. And, you know, we've got trees to protect us. So people shouldn't see us there. Val agrees that this looks like a really good spot. You know, Marcus sets about trying to, to gather up branches from small shrubs and other things that were in the area um, to pull you know, a, a small fire together. You know, Than- Thandor, while they're building camp, you know, you notice that uh, your, you know, I guess, do you have a backpack or a satchel? What do you, what do you carry? I have a backpack. Okay, so the, the, the top flap on your backpack, you see it kind of push open by itself and... You know, you see your little green friend stick his head out. Oh, that's right. Hello, friend. What are you looking for? Of course, you know, he doesn't have a language as much as you would uh, 
um, want him to, but you know, he gives you the sensation of just happiness and freedom, <laughs> I guess is, is what you get through, you know, as the spores, he releases some spores into the air. That's kind of the sense you get is that he was just looking for time outside the bag because, you know, he is sensitive to sunlight. Please come on out. You don't have to stay in there. You're, you're your own creature. So, yeah, I guess, do you want to look inside your bag or? Yes, I do. The good news is, I guess, he's plant life. Yeah, moisture and other stuff in there. But, you know, your water supplies are a little bit lower. He's, he's been you know, very happy to just hide out in your bag for a little bit. Um, but he starts to tentatively move around the camp. And he stops, looks at Val, and then kind of comes back over and, you know, tucks himself back into the bag. You, do you need me to put dirt or something in the bag for you? You get a sense from the spores that that seems like a decent idea. I'll put a couple hands, handfuls of soil in there for him. I'll dig up some rocks and get some fresh, moist dirt. You get the emotion of, of happiness as he settles into that in your bag. You can come out whenever you want. You just don't have to stay in there. And emotionally, you get the feeling of a thumbs up, whatever emotional cadence that has. So, yeah, Fezzik, what have you been doing while this is happening? So I've just been scouting around, you know, looking maybe for something to eat. <laughs> See if I can find any rodents running through the rocks or anything like that. Okay, yeah, so you want to do a little hunt? Yeah, roll me an investigation check. See what you've come up with. Or survival if that's, you know, better for tracking. 24. 24. All right. So, yeah, you do see tracks, fairly decent sized tracks. With the 24, you would probably you know, recognize these to be owlbear tracks. Oh, we could have a lot to eat. Only one way to find out. Are you going to you know, try to hunt this owlbear? Might as well. All right. I guess roll another investigation check to see if, after you follow it for a few minutes to see if you keep its trail. Nine. Nine. It's getting harder to track as the light fades and you know it moves on and off rocks, but you still have a little bit of it. Uh, give us another check after a couple minutes. And yeah, so yeah, you're still able to keep the trail. Yeah, you think you almost lose it for a second, but do find it after something that would make you give up hope. <laughs> but uh, yeah, continue. I guess give us another roll as as you continue to search for this. Fourteen. Okay, so yeah, with a fourteen. You really do begin to sense that, okay, the, the, these tracks look a little fresher, you know, almost as if it, it's home might be there because you see some that are coming and some that are going. Um, and it seems to lead down the trail. Yeah, the trail splits and you can see it kind of veer off to the west and I guess downhill. It's not, you know, it's still north. How far am I getting? Because I mean, <clears throat> it's a good size, right? So even if, if I get it and it's too far for me to get it back, yeah, so far it's not, you know, it's been slow going because this particular chunk of the trail that you've been following it on um, has been slower going because it, it, it's not as heavily traveled as the main trail. So, yeah, you're maybe a quarter to a half a mile away from where you were, tops. Okay. Ooh, that's a good one, 24. 24, yeah. So here, the sound of like a screech kind of echoing through the, you know, the dark valley below. And, you know, you hear you know, what sounds like a reply to its, its screech. Does one, so does it sound to me like two adults or like one is a baby? Um, roll a perception. 13. Yeah, with a 13, it sounds like an adult and an adolescent. So I'm just gonna try to get closer. 
Nope. Nope. Seven. That was a that was a one. <laughs> yeah, you you hear that howl again, um, and this time you do not hear a reply. Um, almost as if it's given the signal to kind of get down for you. Yeah, made it very clear your presence was there. I'm gonna back off. My morals weren't gonna let me kill a mom and a baby. Okay. Yep. I'm gonna head back. Maybe I'll find a trail of something else on the way back. Corin, what have you been doing while this is going on? Well, um, I- I'm like half pack mule at this point in time, so I'm still in horse form with all their packs. <laughs> so you've just been staring out into the night as you watch them set up camp? I'm like standing next to Jor. I'm like standing next to Stanton, like slowly nudging him with these saddlebags. What just shit did here? I can't speak! Yo, you could have shifted back. <laughs> and none of you have speak with animal. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Okay. While while I've pulled the veg- while I've pulled the two fixings on everything else it is, I kind of look over and see that uh you know, and basically realize that we need to unload our friend here. So I start unloading him. I basically make sure that Fred's okay. And that's the reason why I made sure we had Stu, because I figured we have to feed Fred. We have to feed Val. You know. We... Now is Fred Phil? Yes, Phil. However, Phil, Fred. Yeah, I have a cat f- named f- Fred. <laughs> All right, it's a fuss sound. <laughs> yeah. You can fix this in post edit, can't you? I absolutely will. <laughs> Phil, 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 Phil. There, I get enough cuts. You can go from there. All right. So yeah, yeah. Roll, roll a perception check for me, George and Corin. Sixteen. Thirteen. Both of you would notice this about the same time as Stanton starts to talk about Phil. Phil isn't anywhere to be seen, which is odd for a giant. Huh? Okay. Uh, Thandor, have you seen Phil? No. I've been talking with our animal friend, our plant friend. Our resolution this year at Leaders and Legacies is to make sure that we have episodes prepared well ahead of time, rather than trying to do them the day of. So that's what we're doing. How about you? We hope that you're doing well with yours. And remember that the only way to make something a habit is to start and do it and do it repeatedly. As always, we'd love for you to follow us on Twitter at Leaders and Legacy. We'd also like you to head over to leadersandlegacies.com so that you can find out all about the show, find out a little bit more about the players, and subscribe to uh, our blog so you can get all the latest articles as they come out. You can also subscribe to our Patreon to support us with your dollars. When you support us through Patreon, you help us afford things like art for the show, character portraits, and so much more. 
So please consider being a Patreon at the five, ten, or twenty-five dollar levels, each of which comes with some pretty neat thank you gifts after three to twelve months of support. Or head over to Podchaser, where you can leave us a review. Um, we'd love to have you do that. Additional art may have been licensed from Shutterstock.com. Remember that all the opinions are our own and that Leaders and Legacies has no direct relationship or affiliation with Dungeons and Dragons, the Wizards of the Coast, or the Boy Scouts of America. But we would like you to get involved with both of those organizations because they're pretty darn swell. We'd also like to thank Catherine Evans for our awesome logo. And, yeah, hey, Happy New Year, Steve Geist. We know you're out there, dude. And never forget to remember... You know, I always go into any restaurant that has pulled chicken or pulled pork and ask if they have pushed chicken. 